Hey Trinity Life, welcome. I'm very excited about today. So you know me, I'm Adam, and you know... Emily, of course. Of course, but yep. we have two special guests here today. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? I'm Sheila. And I'm Bert. Yeah. Last name Thompson. It's going to be great. And so today we're going to talk, we've squished us all in this little frame today to talk about marriage. We brought you guys in because you, uh, you've been married for how many years? 37. Hey, come on. (laughs) You remember? Uh, Yeah, it's in the notes. It's in the notes. It's good. Uh, He would have remembered without notes, guys, let's be honest. Um, So 37 years, that's a lot. And you have probably learned something about what it takes to stay married that long. Mm -hmm. And uh, for us in our church, talking a lot about friendship and this year focusing on friendship, Mm -hmm. a big part of that is learning how to stay friends after 37 years. Um, And so... That's what today is all about. So whatever you need to do to glean from these guys, we're just going to have a conversation. Take what you want to take. Even if you're not married, you still have something to learn here because you probably will be married someday, you know. And uh, so what, what should we ask these guys? I mean, I just want to start like with the love story. 37 years is a long time. We've only been married 10. We just celebrated 10 years in January. She remembered. So <laughs> you guys got to give us some wisdom and give give our church and the people listening some wisdom. But yeah, just start off like, where did you guys meet? How did you, how did you fall in love? Well, we um, met in Vancouver. We were both part of the same church at the University of British Columbia campus and uh, small church served together there, mm-hmm. became friends. Uh, how else did we meet? Yeah, so the, here's the thing about a small church is that yeah. everybody knows everybody. Uh-huh. And oh, so yeah. it was actually good because I didn't know if I would ever be married. I didn't know if anyone would really want me, to be honest. So <laughs> it was, it was you know, I just didn't have very high self-esteem at that time. You were a shy guy. Yeah, introverted yeah. and just, uh, yeah, kind of lost. But... Um, so being a part of a small church where it was all the guys and girls together and, you know, the pastors were the only married people in the church and the rest of us were single, young, professional <laughs> and students. So, right. so uh, it was really good for me because, you know, I didn't have to worry about dating apps and things like that, which didn't exist anyhow. Right. Uh, but it was just a great context because everybody knew any, everybody. And so and all our activities other than discipleship one-on-one which was male male female female everything else as a little church body was done together so Mm -hmm. men and women together so all the guys knew all the girls and so it was a real good place where you could uh make that initial level of friendship Mm -hmm. and then you see see how each other pray worship serve the community definitely yeah Yeah. and serve together on things and Mm -hmm. i think the theme of friendship is probably going to weave all the way through here because it is a it's probably been the foundation mm-hmm. of our relationship for 37 years mm-hmm. that we started out as friends yeah mm-hmm. yeah so how long were you guys friends before you were like oh i think this girl's uh, kind of cute uh well it was interesting because we were sort of the telltale end of the jesus movement uh-huh. and uh, it was really a reactionary of the hippie movement so everything swung from dropout to like really kind of I know rigid, but it was like a lot of the messaging then was like Jesus got to be Lord. If He's not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. And so, so it was very much the context of that was, you know, you, don't you dare give your heart to another unless Jesus has given you, you mm-hmm. know, the release to do that. And so there was a very much a consciousness of, 
you know, just don't date around and, you know, you could be worldly or whatever. So, right, right. So, so that was, but I think it was a it good, was a good it, was, it was actually a good thing because mm -hmm. we were under that context of your relationship with Christ is first mm -hmm. and you better um, have a real sense that the Lord might be leading you yeah. in that direction. So we really didn't have a lot mm -hmm. of dating and things uh, officially until we were engaged. Mm -hmm. right. um, <laughs> But we did go on, I remember I needed to buy a desk lamp one time and I asked her to, hey, you know, do you want to go downtown Vancouver to the Bay or wherever we went? So that was... That was your first date, buying looking, a desk lamp. Wow. Yeah, yeah, looking back, I Guys, guess. Guys, take guess. notes. Yeah, so I didn't know it was a date, though. <laughs> no, I didn't either. Oh, <laughs> take, take notes. You know, you don't yeah. even have to know it's a date yeah. for it to be a date. Yeah, so, fun fact. Yeah, so we met, but obviously there was attraction there. And mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, we talked to our pastors about it and mm -hmm. got input. And mm -hmm. they felt good about mm -hmm. it. And so we got engaged and then really started dating and yeah. got married, what, five months later? We did. Oh, yeah. 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 No time to waste. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you quickly invited other other wisdom into it, like, as soon as you kind of realized. That's yeah. such a good, like, we're talking about friendship, right? And inviting yeah. in and yeah. being friends in marriage and mm -hmm. with friends. Anyways, mm -hmm. yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah, life's not meant to be left lived alone. Yeah. Not just marriage, but in mm. the context of yeah. just relationships. Mm. Yeah. So good. Okay, so that's the start of the story. Uh, there's 37 years <laughs> now. Okay, uh, what's that been like? You know, Sheila, why don't you go first? What's it been like? Uh, it's life. It's real life. I would never want to paint a picture of oh gosh, if you know, if you're a Christian and you get married, everything's going to be bliss. Stuff happens in life. Yeah. And I think the the depth of the relationship comes as you together are committed to work those through things through together. And uh, so what's it been like? It's like every other part of life. It's had really good times and good years and it's had challenges and, um, but it's been a good thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I would add because of, neither of us really had boyfriends or girlfriends beforehand. So there was, I think both of us had that kind of story of if, someone would you know love us and connect it would be really a great thing and proverbs says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and mm -hmm. obtains favor from the lord and i remember hearing a sermon illustration one time about uh a lady who had a brooch in the top drawer of her dresser and had been handed down from generation to generation and one day she thought man i'm just going to take that into the appraiser see what it's worth and when the appraiser looked at it and got his you know, thing to look at it. He started sweating and things and realized that that he had the most expensive thing that he had ever passed through his store. In fact, it was worth more than all the jewelry that that store has ever gone through. Wow. And, and, and when she took it home, you know, she was like prizing this thing, like, you know, putting it in a safety deposit, all that. So the reason I bring that out is because um, I think both of us had a sense of God had blessed us with one another. And, mm -hmm. and so there was sort of a, even though that there was all the ups and downs, there was, I would say, we really valued mm -hmm. what we've had and still do. Even when we're fighting, there's always that mm -hmm. thing to come back on that. Mm -hmm. We've had something thing. really good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Yeah, I think that's good, especially that's in a culture good. now where it's like, it's, you know, it's Dollarama, it's use it and then toss it. It's mm. like, I mean, the divorce mm. rate shows that. Mm -hmm. I mean, divorce rate in North America is, I believe, close to 50%, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Not, can a, not a lot of marriages make it past check. seven years, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, that's the number, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you guys have made it 37. And that's really cool that, that 
this is valuable no matter what we're mm-hmm. going through right now like let's mm-hmm. bear up under this together and recognize no god gave us something good so we cannot just toss this away mm-hmm. you know and so yeah. yeah thank you yeah. for bringing that illustration yeah. forward um talk to, so talk more about some of those hard times uh, we'll get to some good times after but what's it like um like what's been the worst season and how did you get through that Oh, this, we were talking about this for quite a long time as we were preparing and coming here. And the interesting thing about the most difficult time in our life is in many ways for our marriage, it was also the best time in our life. Hmm. Oh, wow. Because it is, it's the, um, it's the pressure of life that actually gives you the opportunity Mm. to bring out the best things in you. Oh, the worst too. Don't get me wrong. It's not like Mm. going through difficult years. We didn't clash or... Um, you know, some of our own anxiety comes out towards the other person and, but, and obviously you don't necessarily feel it in the middle of it, Mm. but looking back, we go, man, um, I mean, for us specifically, we've had quite a number of years, probably sometimes we say the last 10 or 12 even have been more difficult. So context, we, uh, I'm from Vancouver. She's from Ontario. We church planted in Calgary, then we were down in Nashville, Tennessee for a number of years, mm-hmm. then moved back to Toronto 10 years ago. So those, we, the, especially the years in Nashville were really sweet. Yeah. I mean, we made a lot of money. Uh, we <laughs> had a really comfortable life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, in many ways, it was like on autopilot. You know, mm-hmm. we were just, you know, taking our kids to their sports and things. And it was, and transitioning back to Toronto is a different climate spiritually and it's much mm-hmm. more high pressure there's just a lot of tensions relationally mm-hmm. um so these mm-hmm. those years this these last few 10 i would say have been really some of the hardest actually mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. and at the same time though we've had to go deeper and realizing you know what are some of the negative aspects of our story that are subconsciously being lived out and could sabotage the marriage. I mean, you definitely have to go within yourself Mm -hmm. for longevity in marriage. You've got to look to what you brought into this and how it could be the end. Yeah. So we, so we never think of that when we're in the hard times, but, Mm -hmm. but looking back, it's like we had to be honest and say, you know, would we rather had the kind of cushy life on autopilot Mm -hmm. and sort of being the same or the more difficult, times and really being challenged to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, um, I really love what you said, how it's so encouraging to hear that some of the hardest times were also the times that you saw like the best in one another, like the best of you and the worst of you were able mm-hmm. to come out at those refining times. And that's like personally so encouraging. So I hope it's encouraging for some other people, but um, it's so easy to focus on, like when you're in the hard, it's really easy to focus on like all the hard things and bad things and, you know, guilt trip yourself and guilt trip your spouse and kind of see everything with a certain lens, but to also say, oh, this is an opportunity for me to also like be the most like Jesus that I can be too. And I, I just, that's super encouraging. To and me. whether in marriage or any other thing in life, what do we want to do when it's hard? We want to escape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you run away from the difficulties in a marriage, yeah. you actually miss what could be down the road mm-hmm. if you really embrace 
what God's doing in your lives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it goes back to that, uh, that brooch uh, imagery. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a true story or not, but you probably get that thing appraised because you're hard up for money. <laughs> right? You're, in, you're in a hard time in life, right? Yeah. And it's like, what do I do? What can I get rid of to just help me through this season? Um, when really, if you hold on to it, right? Interesting. You realize if you invest it, like you mm-hmm. sacrifice right now, uh, instead of the short-term gain, you sacrifice right now, that thing turns into something more beautiful, more beneficial, and has greater value mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, anyway, yeah, that's cool. Um, so, okay, enough about the hard times. <laughs> what about the good times? What, what's yeah. that like? What's been the best season of, of marriage for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, I mean, that's hard. It's been a long time. Yeah. So obviously things like the we've got four kids, the birth of our children, mm-hmm. um, the they're all adults now. So mm-hmm. to see them... Um, we, we call them functional, like our children are functional adults. And, and we thought yeah, maybe we... Yeah. No more diapers. Yeah. And we thought, you know, maybe one time you thought you were going to have perfect kids, but now we're super happy to have functional adults. Yeah. So, um, you know... So you set the bar from perfect down to functional. Yes. That, they're going to watch this and be like, thanks, Mom. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Oh, no, we tell them that to yeah. their face, so... Um, so I think some of those... I think, you know, the life events, like buying our first home, home and um and uh we built a home a number yeah. of years ago and so mm. i think there were you know there's those sweet moments that are just fun and part of life and um vacations we love vacations doesn't mm-hmm. uh, doesn't everybody well no sometimes you fight a little more on vacations but yeah um uh, yeah so it's the time you finally have time and space to kind of like yeah. get unburdened a little bit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unburden uh, on the guy beside you yeah. Yeah. right yeah. right so i think the good times because i think marriage has a purpose to it yeah and so when you bring the different giftings that you have and you are able to accomplish something like build a house or mm-hmm. you're able to move forward in your career mm-hmm. or you're able to you know have kids if you want kids and see them there's something about the marriage not just being a love story, but being mm-hmm. also something that can be accomplished together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like then it's, it, there's a sense of um, fulfillment, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that we were able to do something together. Like mm-hmm. we planted a few churches together and mm-hmm. it's like at the end of it, when we look back and see what God has done, to, yeah. you know, through us together, mm-hmm. it's... It's it's an encouragement. It's like I'm glad we got married, and, and I'm glad we shared our destinies together. Some of our funnest times is when we get to go and do things like this together, mm-hmm. where uh, you know we've done things like consulting and different things, but just where we can go and feel like we're using who we are as a team. I love that together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I'm picking up here is that. Um, and this kind of happened to Emily and I by accident, um, not because we were smart or anything, but just I think God's grace oh. is like we agreed on our mission together yeah. before we agreed on marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so good. My my first question to you was not, hey, do you want to marry me? It was, hey, I think God's calling me to plant a church. Will you join me in that? Mm-hmm. And then so we we aligned in mission and then yep. knew then we could align mm-hmm. in marriage. So what I'm hearing is mm-hmm. when you guys have mission like kingdom mindset and even some just 
like just the little things in life. You talk about building a house, having some kids, right? that kind of normal stuff uh, that, you know, maybe not everyone will build a house, but maybe buy a house, whatever, yeah. you know, the kind of normal not stuff. Not in Toronto, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It all flows into this river of kingdom mission alignment. Yeah. And so for you guys, that's manifested in church planting and a life of ministry and serving Jesus in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, What's that been like for you guys to kind of align in mission and just serve the Lord like that? So before we came together, before we even, before I ever even met him, um, and he can tell his part of it, but as a very young believer, I, there were a few things that the apostle Paul wrote about my life not being my own, that I was Mm. bought with a price and that my life was to glorify him. And I really held on to that, even as a young a youngster, a teenager, that my life wasn't my own, that mm. there was actually a purpose. Mm. And so I think as individuals, we have to hold on to whether or not I ever marry, God has a purpose for me, I think. Yes. Um, you know, if, if you're looking for only your purpose, well, I'll never accomplish anything unless I'm married, well, then yeah. you're on a slippery slope. Yeah, that's so really good. So I think that for both of us was deep within us mm-hmm. that we had a purpose as individuals that we even had a song at our wedding that about the two of us can well, do can do much more than either one, one of us, us could, could do, do alone. alone that was like the mm-hmm. lyrics of the song that we played mm-hmm. at our mm-hmm. wedding together we'll share our destinies and together do much more than either mm-hmm. one of us could do alone oh mm-hmm. that's really cool so. i love the like <laughs> teamwork and friendship and how you even mentioned like some of the best times is just when you're like together doing the thing that's using your gifts and serving serving your king right like that's and awesome whether it was before we were in like a full-time ministry capacity because we led a small group when we were first married yeah Mm -hmm. we had different we led some things together we led some things separately yeah um, yes, certainly not everyone needs to be in full-time ministry to have no. a fulfilling marriage, right? No. Like it's two ministry couples, yeah, but like, yeah, 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 I love that. Yeah. You just emphasize that it absolutely doesn't require that. Yeah. I mean, you can still use your gifts in so many ways, yeah. yes. exactly yeah. where you are. Yep. Yeah. Our son, can I just yeah, add one more little underline of this? So our son, one of our sons said, I don't really want to get a tattoo to butterfly word ever get a tattoo. I would do mom's slogan. Not my own. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, kind like of a, so I it's, thought you were going to say mom something. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 not, not quite. My no, own. no, not my own. So it's, a, yeah. and, and, you know, that was, has been something for, for me. It's, mm. I don't know if I have a life verse like that, but. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not my own. I love that. But it's, I get tattooed across. I'm not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no. A <laughs> rough around the edges. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so actually, it's something I wanted to comment on too. I love that uh, you said so. You started a small group. You weren't always in paid vocational ministry, mm-hmm. right? But you were always uh, submitting to the full time work of ministry that is our life as kingdom citizens, mm-hmm. right? And when we say full time, is all Christians are in full time right. ministry. Mm-hmm. Some get paid, some yeah. aren't paid. And mm-hmm. so you guys were unpaid full time ministers for a while. You led small groups, you did whatever, you worked regular jobs, whatever mm-hmm. that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as your capacity grew in the kingdom, you guys then stepped into greater capacity to plant churches. Yeah. Or Good whatever. way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It was just an over an overflow because in our little campus church at UBC, we started one small group and then another and then another and most of the growth of the whole church came through us. Hmm. Wow. Um, and 
So when we moved to Calgary, we knew that we could at least do that. Mm-hmm. And so we just started in our home and did that mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. in another city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And especially the season that we're going through is like, hey, can we just start small? Can we make one disciple together? Mm-hmm. Can we make two disciples together? And if we're faithful in little, the Lord gives much mm-hmm. later on. And so mm-hmm. that's really cool. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, okay, so ministry, churches, multiple churches, moving cities. How do you stay friends through all that? Because that is hard and not easy. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, that's a fantastic uh, question. How do we stay friends through that? Oh, well. So, <laughs> you know what? It's by There's, a lot of little choices. Yeah. And one is to be interested in what one another are interested in. That doesn't mean I give up my own interests, but I'm, my one example is um, Bert loves grass. The kind that grows not on the front lawn. The, <laughs> no, no, no. the kind that he has a beautiful lawn. He has the lawn that the neighbors stop and look at. And, yeah. um, and you know, I appreciate it, but I'm not going to go out there and dig out his weeds. You're going to put on your hazmat suit, get the the chemical fertilizers, get the one dandelion. But but, uh, like, I'll go seed shopping with him and I'll read Mm. the bags. Oh, no, this one doesn't have the right percentage of, oh, you want the spreading this and the, you know, no, Kentucky bluegrass, maybe, maybe not. And so I've I've taken interest in what he's interested in. Mm. Um, One example. So... I love the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> I grew up in a baseball watching home and yeah. more hockey. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, now I like basketball a lot. But but, but you have um, you've gone over and above to accommodate my my daily because that's what baseball is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In the summer of you know okay we're eating by the TV tonight because mom wants to watch the Blue Jays yeah, so. That. Um, and you like it too. Yeah, you'll, so, we'll go to games. Yes, and things, yes. But and now I've learned to like it way more. And for Christmas, I even got a Blue Jays jersey. I asked for it. Ooh, oh. and I got it. And so a I'm probably full convert. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I think that the point though is that you have to take that step to be interested in what your spouse is interested mm-hmm. in, even if it's not really what you're interested in mm-hmm. at first. And over time, you can kind of actually glean a little bit and, and catch the passion of the other mm-hmm. person a little bit. Yeah. And then you can share your passions back and forth. So there's and a, yeah. you, you don't lose your uniqueness. No. Like, you're not the least bit interested when I crochet. No. no I haven't gotten into that's that fair. <laughs> so, Yeah, but I bet you push her forward in that or allow her space to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Sure. I think, yeah, like, we have very different interests in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say, like, one way that we've done it is... Uh, like we're pretty good at pushing each other forward in the things that we want to do, even if it's not done together and Mm -hmm. like making sure that we like give space and allow time for that. Like he likes to go check out microbreweries with friends and I'm like, yeah, go do that. Have fun. As opposed to being like the begrudging wife, like Mm -hmm. how dare you leave again? Or that's another evening gone. It's like, I want him to have that so that he's full when he comes home. That's and you're spending money. Sure. Sometimes yeah. that's where yeah. the conflict lies. Mm. That's if, huge. If I'm spending money on something that has nothing to do with him and money's mm-hmm. tight, oh my, you can. Yeah, mm. we have to see the value mm-hmm. still and uh-huh. what the other person needs to like. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something deeper too, and this is more for couples who have kids, and that is if the only thing in common you have is kids. Mm. And, and it, then it might not have started that way, yeah. but it's easy yeah. for it to get that and way. And then they grow up fast. 
What do they really say? Fast? The days are long, but the years are fast. Mm. Yeah. And then they're gone, and you look at one another, and that's why that's another inflection point for divorce. Mm. Yeah. Is after yeah. the kids leave, because then the two couples realize they've lived parallel lives. The only thing in common they had was their kids. Now the kids are gone, mm. and they have nothing left in common. Mm-hmm. Or even maybe for themselves, like yeah. that. Just those yeah. like, individual passions. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah. we we oh, heard that. So Somebody told us that when we were newlyweds we heard it somewhere and went okay uh maybe we how can we maybe um read the same books not all the time but once in a while or listen to podcasts together or you know continue to grow and have some common interests Mm. through the years of um Mm. before the kids all left home what else do we like to do together i think that's enough there's more questions (laughs) (laughs) staying on track yeah um there was uh there's one thing we were talking about off camera that i think is really important um and that's you guys have been through some major transitions Mm -hmm. um and uh you were talking about how people came around to support and and do that so what does it look like to involve people in supporting your marriage and uh and just helping you stay together and stay friends and navigate through some big stuff Mm -hmm. so what's that been like we gave you just off camera a really practical example in our lives when we were um, making a really big decision after 14 years raising our kids in the U.S. to come back to Canada. That is major life decisions from whether we two were to marry one another or this big move. You're, you can't make them by yourself. Hmm. So when we really started to feel like it was God directing us to come back to Canada, we called our best friends. We called, uh, you know, a, a few couples that were friends around us mm-hmm. and said, here's what we feel like. Speak to us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think, you know, we're off the deep end here or heading into, then we trust your input and your judgment. But mm-hmm. don't that's, that's rare. do it I'll just say. <laughs> And to the point where, so different levels of relationship, but I'd say the deepest covenant relationship levels, I say, who in your life can stop you when you think you're following God? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I'm going to put that up on the screen. I need to think about that. <laughs> so yeah. there's people that, that there are certain people I, if we pray together and they mm-hmm. say, I'm not feeling it. I have no witness there. They're a deep friend. They know you. They're godly. Mm-hmm. I don't move forward. Oh. I will just wait. Yeah. Because... I'll just say, well, God, you have to, I'll, I might ask him, I said, I'm still feeling it. It's not like I'm going to turn it down, but I'll say, keep praying. Cause I want mm-hmm. at least one point of agreement here outside of myself. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Or else because, or else you're self-defined. Oh no, I'm mm-hmm. defined by God. Well, yeah. You and God, <laughs> Yeah. you know, yeah. and, and your gut. Yeah. And <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, you don't want this still- to be weird. This isn't in every area, but I think when you're mm-hmm. making major decisions, you know, I think you should have that at least one person in your life Mm -hmm. that you would say because and I ask other people you know who have I said is who's that person in your life that can stop you even if you feel it's God yeah Mm -hmm. and that just starts with making sure you even have those friendships every day like earlier you guys mentioned it's like the small things well those moments only we only have those people to go to if we have those everyday small moments with people that like build those relationships and friendships right it doesn't get there overnight Yeah. Oh, the two couples I was thinking of about our move here, we had been friends with for 20, 25 years. So I know we're older than you guys, but that's the depth that we're looking for, the longevity and friendships. And 
mm-hmm. yeah, marriage. What, what do you guys think of the consequences if uh, if that's not happening or that doesn't happen? What do you think? Can how can that go wrong? Oh. <laughs> I think I think then you learn by the school of hard knocks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, God's yeah. gracious and He'll he redeem is. it. Yeah. But I think that there's some pain that we go through. It's because we've been independent mm. um, and haven't had that posture of humility before mm. God and others. And, um, you know, say, say it wasn't the Lord for us to move back to Toronto and we fell flat on our face and then we're back in Nashville. Right. Like I've right. seen that kind of scenario lots of times where people, yeah. and I'm not saying that the reason why things are is only because you miss God. I mean, mm-hmm. there can be lots of other factors that we didn't see, but, but I think that it can be very mm-hmm. detrimental. Yeah. And that's why the bigger the decision and the mm-hmm. more ramifications have, the more I feel like that mm-hmm. kind of covenant relationship, partnership, prayer, discernment, person in your life mm-hmm. should mm-hmm. and needs to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think it lends a little bit to like, I, I, in marriage, we like, there can easily be this expectation where just our partner carries our full load of emotions or stresses. Mm-hmm. And I found that involving my friends helps me sort of disseminate that load so that Adam's not the only one carrying yeah that he's the primary one and he wants to be the primary one and he'll always choose to be the primary one. Mm -hmm. But I like to know that he doesn't have to carry the full load and I have people to like trust, to support and to pray. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go to him every single time I'm having a bad moment. I I get to go to the people around me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's That's really good because it is, you can invite people into the big things when you've walked together in the smaller things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so let's wrap up here. Um, We are a church with a lot of young couples, um, you know, either newly married or just having their first kids, you know, maybe their kids are two or three or five or whatever. Um, And, you know, a few couples engaged and looking Mm. towards marriage Um, or maybe people just dating and kind of, you know, it'll happen soon maybe where they have to start thinking like this. Do you guys have any encouragements towards young couples um, so that they can survive 37 years? What would you, what would you, how would you encourage those young couples? Even us, we're I, only I, at 10. How do we get to 37? I don't know. I, yeah. it just, a marriage is a good thing. It, it's, yeah. it, 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 is, it is good, you know? It's, uh, it's, it's worth it's, fighting it's, for. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, why not go through life with a deep friend that's called a wife or husband? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it's, it's awesome. And, you know, if you're called to it, some are not called to it. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And so, and they're going to have a great life too. Absolutely. Sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it's worth it. Um, don't do it alone. Yeah. Get help if you need it. Uh, mm. You know, whether that's help from friends, whether that's a good therapist, mm-hmm. um, don't let, let people in. Don't let things get blown out of proportion. Mm. Um, yeah, because I think there are wounds and things that people carry from maybe they had a bad experience, you know, maybe their parents split up and it's just there's very hesitant. They don't have that model. They don't have that. And so I think it is important to, you know, if there are those wounds, you know, get help, 
yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so that you can get into a place where you can trust because mm. there's, you know, obviously deep trust that's needed. And if you're struggling with that ability to trust, mm. then, you know, get some help with that and mm-hmm. grow in that you can, and then God can, mm. uh, you know, get you ready and bring you together and off to the races. And, <laughs> and it's hopeful. Yeah. It's hopeful because it's not like, okay, we've got it. We've got, have we got the, the trust thing a hundred percent settled, no, figured out? Not. No, <laughs> 37 years later, but the hope of the years that you put in and the effort and the work and Jesus in the midst of it gives us hope that we'll, if we hit another roadblock, mm. He'll be there. He'll be there. Yeah. And we'll get we'll get through. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Well, I love what I've seen so far from you guys. I hope that this has been beneficial uh, for you out there. Uh, I just think you guys are so cute. I love the <laughs> yeah, stories you tell, great. the way you laugh together. And uh, the Lord has certainly anointed and blessed mm-hmm. uh, you guys in that. And yeah. so if you could pass that on in prayer to our people, our church, uh, the marriages in our community, I'd love oh, if great. each of you guys could okay. pray for us. Could you do that? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Father, we thank you for all of those who've made this decision, who are married currently, starting families, those who are on the verge of being engaged in marriage. It is a good thing. You did not create man and women to live on their own separately, but when we find a wife or when we find deep relationships, we've actually found a good thing. So I Mm. pray that this would be, hope would stir in each heart. I pray if there's um, right now roadblocks that seem insurmountable in any marriage, that you would... um, you would give each these couples the strength to reach out and uh, the grace to ask for help. Um, bless them. Bless these families. Let, let us. We're supposed to be um, reflecting Christ in His church, and I think we can do it just a little bit through each of our marriages. So um, help us, Lord, in a time when marriage isn't celebrated. Help us, Lord, to to show something different. Father, thank you for Trinity Life Church. What an awesome church this is. Thank you, God, for all that you've already done uh, through this church and as it uh, continues to move forward in all that you have uh, for her, that many, many more years of great ministry and impact in this city. And specifically now we do pray for, first of all, I wanna pray for those who are single. God, that uh, maybe they've just kind of have this vow in their heart, no way. Uh, will I be married because of the wounds? I pray that you'd bring a deep healing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just open them up, Amen. Lord. If if it, if it's something that you have for them, that they would be able to walk into it. Uh, Father, I pray that you would just give wisdom even in, in this age of how to um, make those friendships that would grow possibly into that special relationship of marriage. Mm-hmm. And thank you, God, for the uh, opportunity just to share here and share our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pray that you would bless and work in the hearts of each and every person in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Um, have fun working through this in your R3s. Ask each other good questions. Um, R3 leaders, take it from here. We love you guys. We bless you guys in Jesus' name. <laughs>